Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. Thank you so much again for tuning in. I am just so grateful and thankful for this opportunity to share with you the revelations and teachings that are being poured out into my life. So thank you so much. We will be continuing our study on the holy and powerful word of God. And I want to start off by saying this. You know, these teachings are geared towards ministry people who are going to serve Jesus Christ. These teachings are for those who will be ministers, is what I'm saying. So it might not be appropriate for normal churchgoers, okay? As a reminder, these aren't my teachings that I have organized, but rather, this is the word that I receive in my ministry from my leader, from my ministry's leader, and I take notes, I diligently type them up, I add in my scriptures, I meditate and pray upon them and think about them and implement them in my own life, and then I duplicate the teachings, but in my own style, because I don't teach exactly like my pastor, for example, so I teach them in my own style, okay? And I feel convicted to do that, so have been doing it and have not stopped. There was a day where I just felt the Lord was prompting me to do this sort of podcast platform, and I'll be honest, I was really uncomfortable with it, but I moved forward. So if you actually listen to this podcast and compare it against my very first podcast, you're going to see a lot of differences. You're going to see a lot of new skills that I have developed, and you're going to see the podcast flow differently. There's more of a confidence today, and I take zero credit in that, and I give it all to the Lord. Amen. But I do want to stress, it's important that you understand that these words are for those who are already serving or want and desire to serve Jesus Christ. Eventually, after hearing many teachings of Jesus, the expectation is that you and I, that we go out, we have our own ministry so that we can make our own disciples. Amen? Because you do grow into that. All right? Every time we promote from faith to faith, we experience God. Okay, so it's up to us to move into that new level of faith so that we can experience God in a new way. Experience after experience. Each level produces a new song in our hearts, right? And by a new song, I mean a new experience, which brings God glory and glory and then more glory. Amen? Because for every new song, we embark after that experience with God. And ultimately through our learnings and consistency and not only hearing the word, but doing, we bring him joy and we spread his words and we make disciples. These teachings are not for someone who wants to sing the same song in their heart, meaning it's not meant for someone who is living an I attend church life. Okay. That's only in the natural. All right. When we don't progress from faith to faith, we miss the supernatural experience because it requires a new learning of God and who he is. And I'll add here, do you notice people, they have so many stories to share about their lives, but no stories of what God did in their life to change them, to change their character? We are learning here that the word of God is holy and powerful and perfect. It converts the soul. You and I, we have a soul. If the word is taken in, if his holy word is taken in, it will convert a person according to God's will. 
right? In God's will, he desires every man and woman to be converted. Unlike many today who instead try to manipulate scripture, they try to manipulate God's holy word. They remove the holy power from the word. These people declare the word is written by a man and it's just humanity, right? They discredit the word of God. And this gives them their platform to manipulate it to what makes sense to them. But the Lord says, do not lean on your own understanding. He also says in Revelation, anyone who adds and manipulates and changes this book, it's a sin. It's a sin to do that. Okay. If you're promoting God in that way, it's a sin. When the word is received, it will convert a soul and a person will grow and they'll grow and they're going to have fruit, meaning there's going to be evidence of their service to Jesus. You know, the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost after Jesus left. You can read about this in Acts. So now the apostles who were in that upper room when the Holy Spirit came, they received him. They received the Holy Spirit and the word of Jesus was upon them. Okay. And I'm being specific, the word of Jesus, not the word of God in the old Testament, but the words Jesus taught them. Because remember, Jesus actually spent time with the apostles on earth. He laid out his holy and powerful words. Okay. The disciples believed Jesus had to lay the word into their hearts. So when the Holy Spirit came, right, the Holy Spirit could work in the disciples. If the word of God is not needed, why did Jesus command us to preach the word? Why not have the Holy Spirit work by himself? In order for someone to operate in the Holy Spirit, the word must come first. It's a must. It's a must. The word must come first. Because remember, Jesus is the word. Because in the beginning, the word was God and the word was with God. So without Jesus, nothing is created. You know, Jesus was the one that says, if any thirsts, let him come to me. Okay, and that's in John chapter 7, verse 37. This is the promise of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was still on earth talking with the disciples. And he said on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me, capital M, and drink. Okay, on the last day, Jesus stood out and cried this out. He didn't say, if you thirst, go to the Father or the Holy Spirit. No, Jesus said, he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, according to the word of God, out of his heart flows living water. He who believes in me, Jesus said. Why? Because God the Father endorsed all things on his son, Jesus Christ. We believe in Jesus as the scripture says. Why? Why do we want to do this? Because out of our bellies can flow living water. That's referring to the Holy Spirit. We want him and we need him. Okay, Jesus spoke of the spirit who is the living water. Amen. I know it's repetitive on this podcast, but it's so important to remember. All right. Jesus was by the well. He spoke of the living water. Whoever drinks this water will thirst again, he said. But whoever drinks of what I give to them will never thirst. So Jesus was t comparing natural water to the to the spiritual water, the Holy Spirit, living water. Right. If you drink one, you're going to thirst again. But this one that I have for you, you will never thirst again. Amen. The Holy Spirit is going to fill a person, right? And then they're going to become a spring, active water. It's going to lead a person to eternal life. The person will not be thirsty, meaning the person will remain consistent. And I'm referring to the person's service to God and their walk with God. Consistency. Why are they so consistent? Well, they're never thirsty. They're never weak spiritually. 
You will always be strong and mighty in the word. It produces tenacity, right? Persistence. It produces a person who will run through the city and climb over walls. Jesus spoke to the Samaritan woman at the well about worshipers in spirit and in truth. So what is spirit worship? How can the Holy Spirit work in a man in the absence of the word in the man? The Holy Spirit would not have come upon the disciples had Jesus not laid his word on the day of Pentecost. You see, Jesus is so specific and we need to study the order of things because it means something and it tells us a lot. The word had to come first. Okay, Jesus says, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. So you must know the word. That's for you and me too. You and I, we must know the things that Jesus says. Okay, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The Holy Spirit is not related to our feelings, right? Many refer to getting goosebumps in the Holy Spirit presence. You know, even demons cause goosebumps. How can you tell? Well, you better know the word. You can test the spirit. You can discern. Amen. Many also talk about prophetic messages, but I'll tell you today, there's even false prophetic messages being delivered into this world and to people specifically. But how can you know if a prophetic message is true or if a dream is from God? Well, you got to know the word. Does it align with the word of God? Amen. Remember this as we continue to go into our teachings. We want to get closer with Jesus, and we want that Holy Spirit power. We need it. We need that living water. We need that strength from him. Amen? Amen. I hope you're already feeling encouraged. We have been deep diving the parable of the sower, and this week we are moving on to the third type of ground. So we studied the seed that landed on the wayside where the person didn't understand it, so the devil took it. We studied the seed that landed on the stony ground where the seed dropped and did grow roots right? But because of tribulations, the people who received the word stumbled due to them dropping the word of God for the sake of self, for the sake of family, for the sake of their job, resulting in zero growth, right? They stumbled. We're going to learn about the third type today. First, let's read his word and be reminded of the holy and powerful word of God. In Isaiah 55 verse 11, it says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Amen. So be encouraged. Don't give up when you're preaching and sharing the word because the word of God, when it's released from our mouths, it never does nothing. We release the word and it will bring blessings or curses into your life. It is always up to the person to take it or not. Sure, we hope the information is taken and implemented into the lives of people. That's the idea behind the name of my podcast. Take it or leave it. Take it and be blessed or leave it. It's your choice. The word of God is like a bomb, okay? Hear me out. The word will explode in your life at some point. It's either going to explode blessings or curses. If people don't listen, it's okay. We have one job here and it's to speak the word, to scatter the seed. Okay, and if people don't listen to us, there's accountability that comes on their life for rejecting that word. So the Bible tells us if, you, if someone rejects you, rejects what you have to say, shake the dust off from your feet, meaning don't be attached to them anymore. It doesn't say hate them, but detach from them and keep going. Why? Because it's going to explode in their life and you do not want to be attached to that. We also have Jeremiah 23, 29, and it says it's not my word. Like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. Today, many Christians hear the word, but they don't live by the word. So the Lord brings destruction to them. 
not all things can be burned, and the Lord knows that because he created all things. So he mentions the hammer here. He brings the hammer into the lives of people because people must be broken down into pieces so Jesus can mold us to his likeness so that we can have the mentality of Jesus Christ so that we can have the same mind, meaning not that we are exactly Jesus Christ because we can never be that. He is perfect and we are not, but we can mold our minds so that we can be of the same thinking so that we can wear the mind of Christ. Amen. Let's discuss the third type of ground mentioned in the parable of the sower. Mark chapter 4 verse 7 says, And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Okay, so the crop is barren, right? It's unfruitful. So the crop is barren, meaning it's unfruitful. Like a woman who could not bear children is barren. No fruit. In the same book, verses 18 and 19, they explain the meaning of this verse, which is discussing the third type of ground. Verse 18 says, Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and desires for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Okay, that was 18 and 19. So the seed was sown in the hearts, full of thorns, but the things entering the heart choke the the word as a result of the earth's influence of this world's influence the person decided to not take the word the word was choked and the seed was now unfruitful so there are three things mentioned here causing a person who hears the word not to grow and because of this they don't produce fruit let's mention them quickly here one the cares of this world we just read it and i'm looking at verse 19 Okay, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and other things entering the heart, right, as influenced by this world. Today, we're going to talk about number one, the cares of this world. Let's look to the word to understand this more. So what exactly does it mean when this verse mentions care? We need to look back to the Greek meaning of care, not what we know of care today. Okay, and knowing how to pronounce this word in Greek, it's good, but it won't save you. We need to understand the command of God here. Remember, there's a command from absolutely everything that we read in this Bible, and it's up to you and I to meditate and to talk to God and to understand what he's telling us we have to do. What is he telling us? So care of this world means anxiety, okay? Anxiety of this world, anxiety of things pertaining to earthly life, the natural to be drawn in different directions, it's distractions, not destructions, but distract. Do you remember in the word of God where Jesus said, greet no one? Jesus said, go and serve, but greet no one, meaning do not be stopped by anyone. Why? Because they're going to distract you from the work that needs to be done. It could be your friend. It could be your mom. It could be your dad. But do not greet them, Jesus says. And you can read this more on your own in Luke chapter 10, verse 4. Okay, Jesus does not want disciples to be distracted. And you can think of it like a train. You're a train. A train has wheels. They're made of steel, right? And for the train to move forward, it must be on the track. So to take the train off the track on its way to its destiny, you must derail or distract, right? Just one wheel of the train. Take it off the track. Do you want to have this happen in your journey? You want to be removed from the tracks of your destiny? I don't. So we ought to listen to God than man, no matter who it is on earth telling us otherwise. I have a question for you. Do you want God's attention? If so, you need to show your devotion to God. 
God responds to people who are devoted to him. Okay? Acts chapter 10, verse 7. The angel spoke to Cornelius and a devout soldier was present. Devotion to God is required to receive salvation. Okay? Many think they are okay because someone else told them that they are okay. And that's a big problem in the church today. Pastors are promising the congregations that they're saved. They're posting billboards on the side of the road that imply that they are saved, that people who read it are already saved. I don't want to be accountable for that. But according to Jesus, when we look at the word of God, they're not okay because people aren't devoted. You know, it should be joyful to receive this information. And by this information, I mean this teaching, this encouragement, this reminder, be devoted. Here's what God needs. Diving deeper. But many, when they hear that they aren't saved, their emotion makes them respond with rejections of his word because they love self. And this world is pushing an agenda of everyone is accepted. You can be anything you want. You're accepted. But the agenda of the word of God does not change. Okay? The world will not change God because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when you're told you aren't saved, when you aren't lining up with the word of God because you are the one that works out your own salvation, you should receive the rebuke and love. That's what the Lord teaches us. So why aren't people saved? Because they're not devoted. Servants bring the awareness to people so that they can be saved. So if you're not devoted today, get devoted. There's still time. Get devoted by learning the things of God and stop leaning on your own understanding. Okay? Amen. I want to take you to Luke chapter 10, verse 25, and it says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him. That's a capital H right there. Saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So behold, meaning pay attention. And I want to point out that this is not a lawyer that you go to and pay to settle a dispute, right? This is a different kind of lawyer. So whenever you research this, this is a lawyer of the word of God, someone who understands the Torah during this time. Yet he tested Jesus. Can you believe that? What we can see here from the question is the lawyer is asking, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So when we read this from the word of God, we can actually understand that it's God telling us that there is something that we must do. That's why he's sharing this. He wants us to know. So it's not just a question, right? But God is speaking to us here. There's something that we must do to show our belief, to inherit eternal life. Verse 26, he said to them, what is written in the law? What's your reading of it? So Jesus answered this lawyer with the question, and Jesus does this often because Jesus can see the heart, right? Jesus says, what's your understanding of it? Verse 27, so he answered, meaning the lawyer answered Jesus and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. It's devotion. Amen. Serving with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. It needs all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Not 95%. Not 99.9%. All means 100%. The Lord will reveal all things that you keep from him. So that you can truly give all. If you are distracted by the cares of this world. That could be your family, your job. You can't give all to God. It leads a person down a path to hell, okay? This message here is not to neglect your wife or husband or child or job, right? That's not what I'm saying. But you need to give all to God. Everything in your life, God must be the center of. 
So I want to encourage you, be devoted to him as your first love. I know none of us want to be the recipient of the letter written to Ephesus, right? You forgot your first love, that letter said. Be devoted to Jesus Christ as your first love. Amen? So what is required to receive eternal life? 100% devotion to Jesus Christ. Will you share this message with someone today? You can either share this podcast. You can take someone out to breakfast or lunch. Talk about Jesus. Talk about Jesus. When you pray for your food, why do we need to pray so quiet? Pray loudly so others can hear. Pray for your waitress or waiter. Pray. Jesus is the center of everything. Amen. So be encouraged today. This is shared with the love of the Lord. Thank you so much. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.